Welcome back to another edition of the Boulder's Extra Podcast on this Sunday evening after Purdue's 80-72 win over Penn State at Mackey Arena. Third straight win for the Boilers. Uh, first of a tough week coming up. I say that a lot in the Big Ten, but this one's got extra uh, juice to it because Purdue has to turn around Tuesday and play at Ohio State and then uh, host Michigan on Friday, which was originally scheduled, but the Ohio State game was moved last week up into this spot uh, for COVID reasons, the rescheduling and all that kind of stuff, but it may backfire on the Big Ten when it's all said and done. We'll discuss that in a second. But Purdue's win today. Um, there was some good stretches. Uh, they had about a 10-minute stretch there, start the second half, where they built a uh, 17-point lead, looked good. The offense was sharp, uh, making the extra pass. Uh, Purdue found its rhythm on offense. Uh, really, really, I mean, looked good. I mean, they really did look good. Uh, in in running in running their sets and what they needed done and where the ball was going, um, it just it, I mean, it did real it, it looked good it looked better actually it looked better than what happened at Indiana on Thursday in part because I felt uh, the win at Indiana was really fueled by those three pointers uh, and you have to you know you run you you have to you run your offense you get those three pointers but some of those were in transition as well but. I thought for that stretch there in the second half, uh, half-court offense looked pretty good, and then it went away. Uh, so, uh, but I mean, really, the uh, you know that was that was a big key to the game uh, for Purdue was that stretch to get them out to a, to a big lead, um, and then they you know they held on for dear life because Penn State came back. Penn State crashed the boards, got a lot of second chance opportunities. Purdue turned it over against their press, and all of a sudden it's a four point game with um, you know, seconds to go. Uh, but Purdue was able to hit enough free throws to uh, to win it. But I, I really didn't know what to expect from Penn State, and I, I don't know if anybody else really did either, because um, you know, they hadn't played since December 30th. Uh, they just got back practicing last week. What kind of game shape would they be in? I tell you what, they came out with a uh, with a lot of energy. I mean, it, it looked—I mean, it played with their hair on fire. I mean, they crashed the boards. Uh, I mean, they really crashed the boards. They went after it in the rebounding department. Got, I think, three offensive rebounds on the first possession. Now they didn't convert uh, any of them. Uh, but they went hard after the boards. They really challenged Purdue on the glass. They ended up out-rebounding Purdue, which uh, Penn State's now the third team to do that this season, along with Iowa and Illinois. But they really brought it. And I thought Purdue um, early, on, early on matched that because they hit the glasses hard, too, uh, hit the glass hard, too, on their end and picked up a bunch of offensive rebounds uh, early in the game. But they seemed to match that energy uh, which allowed Purdue to kind of weather uh, all that pent-up energy that Penn State had that they've been holding back for the last 17 or 18 days in a game. And uh, I thought Purdue handled that as well as it could. And then kind of just slowly build a lead in the first half. Um, they were doing, you know, their three-point shot obviously was not falling because they missed their first 14. 
but then I, you know, I thought they they got the ball inside enough, and they got good contributions from Travion Williams uh, and some other players to really kind of open up a, a decent lead on Penn State. And then Penn State got really hot from the perimeter. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you're, you're, they're back and forth at the end of the first half. And then probably one of two key baskets in the game happened at the end of the first half when Mason Gillis hit a three right before the buzzer. And then uh, the second big shot was, again by Gillis, a, a three-pointer to start the second half about, um, about, oh, about 19 seconds in. And that set Purdue off on a 7-0 run and then helped them build that uh, big lead in the second half. And, and I thought Gillis really had a good overall game, uh, played with a lot of energy. Uh, these are the kind of games that I think he thrives in because they're physical and he loves to get in there and, and mix it up and, and bang the bodies around. And he hit the boards hard. Uh, he hit those two three-pointers. They ended up with 12 points. And, you know, this game was kind of made for him in a lot of ways. And I thought he really stepped up. And, again, I think you're seeing the benefit of that redshirt season uh, really pay off for him and Brandon Newman. And that's what, um, you know, that's why Painter does does what he does with these kids is, you know, he, he earmarks them for, you know, he just doesn't look at the short term, he looks at the long term. Um, and, you know, Gillis and Newman are really thriving, I think, because because they redshirted. And I think they're thriving also because of who they are and the type of attitude that they bring and the type, and the type of competitive nature that they're instilled with um, I mean these are two highly competitive players that sat and watched Purdue struggle last year and really couldn't do anything about it other than in practice they couldn't get out in the game and help them, they couldn't get out in the game and block a shot, grab a rebound make a three dive on the floor for a loose ball all the things that Newman and Gillis are doing right now for this team they couldn't do last year uh and now and now they're doing it because they had because they had to they had to sit last year and it 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 was the best thing for them and I think it is turning out right now to be the best thing for Purdue and I really think it'll pay a lot of dividends as their careers move forward and you start blending them with other players that are coming in and coming back and over the next couple seasons, I, I really think their games um, are going to take off. And you're going to see, I think, some really special skills out of those two kids, two guys. Um, hate calling them kids because they're not really kids. But those two guys, uh, over the next couple years, when Purdue kind of brings brings all this together, and they bring everybody, you know, they're scheduled to bring everybody back next year, but who you have coming in not only next fall, but the, the fall after that. Um, but, yeah, Newman and Gillis, I think, have reached uh, a level right now this season where, where they're 
they are they're more than X factors. They are factors uh, in what Purdue is doing, uh, and I, I really think that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna help Purdue win some more games uh, this year because you know this was a game Purdue finished six of twenty six or uh, I'm sorry six of thirty two from three point range, and a three the three point shot is a big big part of Purdue's game. It really is. I mean, we saw that at Indiana, where they hit 11 of 17, but they also were 3 of 24 at Michigan State, and you had to do some other things to get back in that game at Michigan State and also have a chance to win it, which Purdue did, and they leaned on Travion Williams that night, but tonight they leaned on everybody because all five starters reached double figures. Uh, they They had good balance. Uh, it was hard to pinpoint what guy you needed to stop if you were Penn State. Now, you're always going to try to stop uh, Travion. But, you know, I thought Purdue had good balance. You know, I thought they had good shot selection. I, I don't I don't think there were um, a lot of bad shots. You can always go back and find some. Uh, was Jaden Ivey quick to pull the trigger a couple times? Probably. But that's that's who he is, and you live with that. Uh, so Purdue had good production from a lot of a lot of players in this game, and you know it just really it really paid off. Zach Eady, you know, I think he had seven points off the bench. Uh, you know, he didn't get double figures, but he he, he was productive uh, when he was in there. When with Travion picked up some early foul trouble. Uh, and was able to help Purdue get from point A to point B. Uh, so things, you know, I think things are kind of coming together a little bit. Now, all that can kind of get stripped away in a week where you play at Ohio State and then you play, you host Michigan, which lost for the first time this year over the weekend at Minnesota. So, yeah, I mean, you can go on a quick two-game losing streak this week, but um, and Purdue might. Could very well go on a two-game losing streak, but I, I, I think... Um, I think they're playing well enough right now. Uh, and there were some moments today, I think, that bothered Painter. Uh, the rebounding would have been number one. Um, and then some other, you know, they've, they've really struggled with some dribble penetration uh, from the other teams. Uh, and that's something they got to get cleaned up, especially with Michigan coming to town and the type of players that they have uh, on their team, uh, the guards. Uh, but they they do have to clean that up uh, this week if they if they if they want to get a win win or two. But I do think Purdue's playing well enough right now that I don't I don't foresee a game this week where they're just they're completely they completely get roasted. Uh, now they they could uh, if a team you know a team just comes out and is hot and you, you just don't stop them, but. Um, you know, I think this team has grown to a point where um, it can be counted on to to stay in there and fight, uh, and I think it will this week. Uh, and ideally, I mean, you, you'd love, I think you want to get a split out of this week somehow, uh, and then just kind of keep keep things moving together. But you know, Purdue's still playing a lot of players; they're getting good minutes from all those players. Uh, so it's a credit to what what's going on right now. Still haven't reached the halfway point of the Big Ten season. Still got time. Uh, still got a couple more games uh, to get to before we 
hit that mark, which I believe will be after this week. Um, but yeah, it was a good win for Purdue today because uh, you know, I, I, as I said, I didn't know what to expect from Penn State. Um, you know, this team that has played played Michigan close, you know, lost at Indiana by a couple points. Uh, the Illinois game they played was the final score was a little deceiving because it was a close game with two or three minutes to go, and Illinois ended up winning by. I don't know, 19 points, 18, 19 points. Um, but you know, Penn State. You know, this is their first game. They, you know, they're going to get they're going to get in a uh, in a rhythm here because they play Tuesday at Illinois, and then they play Thursday against Rutgers, and then they play, uh, I believe, Saturday against Northwestern. So they've got they've they're going to get in a they should get in a bit of a rhythm here. Uh, of being able to play some games, catch up their schedule a little bit, and kind of see where they they stand. I'm, I'm kind of curious where kind of their legs will be at the end of this week and the conditioning part for them because they just haven't played a lot of games. They've been on pause. I know they scrimmaged last week. Uh, and, I, you know, again, I thought their energy was tremendous at the beginning, uh, and it's, it maintained that. Uh, throughout the first half, but also thought start of the second half, they they got a little. I think they got a little fatigued, and then got their second win. Was able to make a push. Uh, you know, hit some hit some three pointers uh, to make it interesting. Uh, but then Purdue had to kind of hold off and hold them off and uh, and get the win. Mentioned the Nebraska game. Uh, at the start, uh, in case you haven't seen it or you didn't know, uh, uh, Nebraska extended its pause because of COVID uh, issues in the program. Fred Hoiberg tested positive on Friday. Uh, I think he said he has some symptoms but uh, is improving. So they have put their program on pause for another seven days, which takes them through January 24th. Uh, the Iowa game, I think, that was scheduled for that day has already been postponed. And uh, on the last podcast, I think I mentioned that the Big Ten was looking at putting that um, Nebraska-Purdue game uh, on the same date that the Ohio State hosting Purdue game was originally scheduled. Uh, now, what Nebraska is doing, going on pause probably puts that in jeopardy a little bit because even if they come off pause next Sunday you're looking at Sunday, Monday, Tuesday to get ready uh, for a game whereas you look last week Penn State had a had a full week to get ready uh, I don't know if there's a a rhyme and, or reason uh, how many days you need to you need to get how many days coaches prefer uh, but this would be an extended pause for for Nebraska, and I think it might be difficult to ask them to come um, come play a game two or three days after they get off this extended pause. So Purdue may may have a, an extended break coming up after the Michigan game, or the other option is the Big Ten moves one of those later games in the season up into that in, in, into the spot. I mean, you have that. They have that flexibility this year because you don't have to worry about fans. 
Um, so, I, you know, that, that, that would be another option. You know, otherwise, then Purdue's going to be off eight days. Um, and I, I'm not sure that Purdue wants to be off eight days. Um, uh, you know, probably a lot depends what happens this week in Ohio State Michigan. But uh, so there's probably some more juggling of the schedule that's going to happen. Uh, over the next uh, probably week or so. So you just kind of have to stay tuned and uh, stay up to date on what's going on uh, with uh, with what the Big Ten's going to do. Um, there's already, again, a lot of games have been postponed. The women's side, I think they're up to 10 or 11 games that have been postponed. Uh, so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a year of flexibility and 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 yet you just have to you just have to keep adapting and keep uh keep uh keep changing on the fly because it's uh that's just what's going to happen this year but anyway uh good win for purdue today three in a row now uh heading to ohio state on tuesday and uh we'll see if uh uh the boilermakers can you know keep their road success going because they won their last two uh, at Michigan State and Indiana, and um, this will make six of their first eight games, uh, or six games in an eight-game, I believe it's six games in an eight-game eight stretch where they had to play on the road. Well, that's just part of it. Anyway, we appreciate you stopping by, and uh, uh, we'll be back after Tuesday's game against Ohio State. Have a good day.